0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Point Serve Podcast. This is that first official podcast of Cross Point Church in Beckley, West Virginia, that we are sharing with you today, and we are so glad that you chose to be a part of this. We also have many things that you can join with us online or in person at Crosspoint Church to find out about this podcast, those that have occurred earlier, and other things that are going on in the life of Cross Point Church in Beckley, West Virginia. Just go to uh, Beckley Cross Point. You can find it on Facebook, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Beckley Cross Point. If you'll just go ahead and Google that, I think you'll find all kinds of things with us uh, all over the internet and somewhere we'll probably show up for you and we want to make it easy for you to do that. My name is Vondi and I am the lead pastor here at Cross Point Church and again we are so glad and excited for this next uh podcast here on Point Serve. This is the place where we try to share just some practical information for you and and give me just a minute to explain what we are about and what we're hoping to accomplish here. We want to give you practical information and steps as a follower of Christ, whether you are in a secular leadership role or a sacred one, if you're involved in church work or uh, parachurch work or if you're involved in uh, non-profits, or you're really involved in the marketplace, we want to share some things with you that will help you be a better follower of Christ and leader in the community where you are. And we know that as a leader, you will influence people around you, so we want to pour into you with that. And point serve right now, we're going over the 10 servant leadership characteristics that we find that Greenleaf shared way back in the 1970s. And we're seeing that not only did he share those in the 1970s, a fellow by the name of Jesus shared them almost 2,000 years ago. And it's in understanding what it is to be a servant leader that we uh, want to share with you. And the last couple podcasts, we've talked about listening and how valuable listening is. Today, we're going to move to another characteristic of servant leadership, and that is empathy. And what is empathy? What does it look like? What does it mean to be a leader that is empathetic to the people that are around you? And and empathy is where a, a leader attempts to understand where a follower is coming from, where someone is really, what what's really driving them on the inside, what drives their words, what drives their actions? When you look at servant leadership, you can't separate just one piece out from the whole because listening really helps you become empathetic because in listening, and if you go back and listen to the last couple months of Point Serve, you're going to discover that that listening leads you up to the place where empathy moves with us. And and empathy is a conduit that one finds the varied types of love in the world. As a leader, you say, well, I, I'm a, a principal at a school or I'm running my own business. Where does love have to do with this? I would venture to say, my friends, as a leader, if you don't love the people that you are, that are following you, that are a part of your organization, you're not going to keep them very long. Empathy helps you to love them where they are. Empathy helps you get to the place to where you are working diligently to love those people around you. Empathy is also a pathway for you to be able to do that. Empathy is not just sympathy, not feeling sorry for them and then moving on with your life. Empathy is where you really try to walk through those difficult moments with them. This is time-consuming. This is not something that you can do via email. It's not something you can do on Twitter. It's not something you can do on Snapchat. Empathy is when you walk along beside of someone when they're going through a difficult moment. That's why I use the words conduit and pathway because this is going to be a walk that you and that person go through together. And and what's what's really difficult with empathy is so many times when empathy is needed the most it's when the person that you're trying to love and care for is the most unlovable and their behavior isn't always what it needs to be for someone to be able to understand them but you see empathy takes us from that moment and it looks beyond just what's happening at that time many years ago John Maxwell made a statement, he said, when someone has a problem, nine times out of ten, the problem is not the problem. There is something deeper, there is something down underneath that's causing them to act on that problem, or that problem raises to the surface, yet it's really not that which is the underlying root cause of what's going on inside their lives. When one is difficult to love, that's when understanding the why is so much more important. When someone is is acting in a way that maybe is not typical for them, that's when the leader has to step up and say, what's really happening here? What's really going on? What's the real struggle that's, that's happening? Because empathy is not easy. Leadership is not easy. Loving people when they're unlovable is not easy, yet it's at those moments where the listening of the servant leader, where the empathy of the the servant leader really can rise to the occasion to help that person, not just leave them where they are. But I tell you, it's hard sometimes. When someone is hurting so badly, it is extremely difficult to feel what they're feeling, and not take everything that they say personally. My wife, Lori, is a licensed professional counselor. And one of the things that she has helped me to understand is that empathy doesn't mean you're going to fix the problem for them. Many times you can't fix the problem. And that's what adds to the behavior. It adds to the frustration. It adds to the the, the problem where they are yet empathy is trying to just help them uncover what the real problem is. It's to help them dig down inside of themselves and to be a person that can accept them when they're pretty unlovable. When there are issues, when there are problems, when, when they're, they're trying to recognize what's going on, that's where the empathetic servant leader walks along beside of them. Again, conduit, pathway. Not a self-help moment, not a quick fix, but it's to walk beside of them as they are moving in that direction. And you hope to help them find a positive outcome. You help them to, to figure out just exactly what that positive outcome really is. And I think empathy, to, to bring in the, the biblical understanding of it, I think empathy... And the love that a leader expresses to those around them is the closest to the agape love of God, that where God just mirrors his love to us, where even though we're not lovable, a lot of times we're quite unlovable. Yet our God comes along and he says, I'm going to love you even in the midst of that. I remember many years ago when I was in college, I managed a little yogurt shop in Lake Wells, Florida and in that particular yogurt shop we we had a lady that was hired long before i ever showed up but i was the nighttime manager went to school during the day and this particular lady uh she was not like any person i'd ever met in my life i, I grew up in the coal fields. Uh, i grew up around uh, athletic teams so i knew what profanity sounded like i knew when uh, When you know guys would 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 talk and say the things that they did, that this lady could put any coal miner that I ever met in my life to shame for the profanity that she could use. I mean, this lady could cuss sailors under the table. This lady was just an absolutely unique individual, and I had to be her manager. And she knew that I was. Studying for ministry. So I think she pushed the buttons even harder. In fact, over time, she told me that she did. She said, when you first started, I wanted to see just what kind of a Christian you were going to be around me when I used the language that I did. And uh, so when I was there, I started, it took me a few days just to get accustomed to, to her flowery metaphors that she would use when she would talk uh, on a regular basis. But I also began to watch her, and I didn't judge her, and I didn't come after her, didn't say anything to her about it. She just would, would use profanity and then turn and look at me. And she wanted to see what my response was going to be. And so basically what I did was I just ignored it. I didn't I didn't show any anything with it, but I did notice with her when customers came in the door, she could turn it off. She didn't have to talk that way all the time. And so when customers came in, she was great at customer service. She was there reaching out to people, loving them, caring for them as they came in and hoped that they would spend hundreds of dollars on yogurt. And some of them did, some of them didn't, but she was able to do that. And so after about three months of working with her, we sat down and it was a slow time. I think it was a Sunday evening, if I remember it correctly. And she said, I've tried to get a rise out of you. I've tried to use vocabulary that uh, I knew that you probably weren't used to. And I told her, I said, you don't know where I grew up, and you don't know the people that I grew up around. I said, but I have to admit, you're pretty good at it. And it was not the response she was looking for. And somebody said, well, did you ever get her to, to stop using the profanity? And I said, no, but... One thing that did happen was that she typically used profanity just for filler words. And she would use them quite frequently. All I ever tried to do was to lessen the frequency of when she would use the profanity. You say, Vondi, how did that show her that you loved her? It showed her that I had empathy for her when we really began to talk about her childhood And how she began to use that type of a defense mechanism to keep people from abusing her. She was going to be the abuser first. And so that was her wall. That wasn't her issue. The issue down deep inside, which took about six months to come out, was what happened to her as a child. And that's how she pushed back against it. Had I looked at her and said, you're not going to use language like that as long as I'm your manager, all of this is going to change. I could have fired her and sent her on down the road. But instead I chose to try to love her and figure out where she was coming from. And the day that I stepped down from that position, she gave me this compliment and she said, you know, I don't go to church. I said, I know that. She said, even though you've invited me, I said, I know I've done that too. She said, but if I ever did, I hope I would run into people like you. Whether you lead in the secular world or in the sacred, whether you lead inside your home or outside your home, understand that as a servant leader, empathy helps us not love the behavior at the moment. But a servant leader looks beyond the moment and tries to really see what's down deep inside. Because empathy, I think, when you boil it all down, is really just taking the time as a leader to care about the people around you. And I know that there are people that watch this that don't have a, a, a faith background. But I'm here to tell you the very best One who ever lived that out was Jesus Christ. He did it better than anybody else. And anybody who's ever done research and dug down deep into it, if their research is authentic and they're honest with you, they will let you know that Jesus did that. And as a servant leader, it shows those that are following and walking along beside of us that we care about them more than we care about ourselves. And after all, here at Point Serve, that's really what it's all about, is to serve others. And that gets us to the point. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I hope that you'll share this podcast with your friends. Hope you'll share it on all of your um, social media so that Point Serve can help more people down the road. I want to thank Brianna for being the producer for this today. She takes good care of me, and I appreciate that so much. And as we are going into the Christmas holiday, I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas this year. Thanks for coming by on Point Serve.